شهر رمضان الذي أنزل فيه القرآن هدى للناس وبينات من الهدى والفرقان الحمد لله رب العالمين له الحمد الحسن والثناء الجميل وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له يقول الحق وهو يهدي السبيل وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه والتابعين لهم بحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد We're going to carry on from yesterday where we left off الله سبحانه وتعالى he says وشروه بثمن بخس دراهم معدودة وكانوا فيه من الزاهدين الله سبحانه وتعالى he says وشروه they bought him Nabilah Yusuf السلام, his brothers um, or they sold him his brothers they sold him uh, to the caravan he sold it to the yani, to the people and they sold it to them what they what they charged for their brothers was they sold him for bakhs price. Yani it means a few dirhams. Low price. Okay? The word bakhs is taking the place of the word taman. A bithamanin mabkhus. A manqus. Very reduced money. They sold him for. Yani qalilun jiddan. Wawatha is very, very little. Washarohu they sold him. Bithamanin, uh, a price, bakhsin, very reduced, darahima ma'adudatin, for a few dirhams. They sold him, Nabilah Yusuf. Wakanu fihi, and they were, the brothers of Yusuf were, fi akhihim, in their brother's affairs. Yani the brothers of Yusuf, they were, in regards to their brother Yusuf, they were, minaz zahidina. They were from those who were from the Zahidin. Zahidin, it means they regarded him insignificant. Yani a Zahid is a person who doesn't give any weight to the dunya. That's what we call him a Zahid. Yani he regards no significance. He regards this dunya with no significance. And that's what they did to their brother Yusuf when they did that to him. Then Allah wa Ta'ala, he says, وقال وقال الذي اشتراه من مصر أكرمي مثواه عسى أن ينفعنا أو نتخذه ولدا وكذلك مكنا ليوسف في الأرض ولنعلمه من تأويل الأحاديث والله غالب على أمره ولكن أكثر الناس لا يعلمون. Now إن شاء الله تعالى we're gonna go to the story of نبي الله يوسف him going to رحمه عليه السلام He's now gone to Egypt. Yusuf is now, uh, he lives now in Egypt. And Allah tabarak wa ta'ala here, Ibn Kathirin, he says, يُخْبِرُ تَعَالَى بِأَلْطَافِهِ بِيُوسُفَ عَلَيْهِ السَّلَامِ أَنَّهُ قَيَّضَ لَهُ الَّذِي اشْتَرَاهُ مِنْ مِصْرَ حَتَّى اَعْتَنَى بِهِ وَأَكْرَمَهُ وَأَوْصَى أَهْلَهُ بِهِ وَتَوَسَّمَ فِيهِ الْخَيْرَ وَالْفَلَاعَ فَقَالَ لِمْرَأَتِهِ وكان الذي اشتراه من مصر عزيزها وهو الوزير بها قال العوفي عن ابن عباس وكان اسمه قطيف وأما وكان اسمه قطفيغ ابن كثير هي سيز يخبر تعالى بألطافه بيوسف Allah mentions the favors that he has granted Yusuf عليه السلام أنه قيض له الذي اشتراه من مصر by which he made the man from Egypt who brought him that he took care of him and provided him with good comfortable life. Nabi Allah Yusuf. He also showed him and expressed to him and increased for Yusuf good and prosperity. فقال لمرأته, he ordered his wife, 
akrimi mathwahu asa in yafa'ana aw natakhidahu walada to be kind to yusuf and had good hopes for his future because of his firm righteous behavior wa kana alladhi ishtarahu min misr azizuha this is what he this is what he said to his wife akrimi mathwahu make he stay comfortable maybe he will profit us or we shall adopt a, a, him as a son nabila yusuf the man who brought nabila yusuf wa kana alladhi ishtarahu min misr azizuha the man who brought nabila yusuf was the minister of egypt he was the minister of finance of e- in egypt at that time and his title was al aziz walidhalika al awfi narrated from ibn abbas okay that ibn abbas radiyallahu ta'ala anhu anhuma he mentions his name he says wa kana ismuhu his name was qitfira okay muhammad ibn ishaq the historian he mentions ismuhu itfiru ibn ruwayhib okay and then he says wa huwa al azizu wa kana ala khazaini misra he was a fine he was a minister of finance wa kana al maliku yawma idhin al rayyan and the king of egypt was 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 called al rayyan like the aziz wasn't the king the aziz is not the king there's a king okay the king is called al rayyan ibn al walid okay and his wife his wife was ra'il bint ra'ai something like that and some even said her name was uh zulaikha that was her name ala kulli hadith are just opinions and views so the yusuf alayhi salam has now been brought to egypt and the travelers they sold him to the aziz and the aziz he said to his wife akrimi mathwahu asa in yanfa'ana aw natakhidahu walada he said to his wife make he stay comfortable yani yusuf maybe asa in yanfa'ana maybe he will profit us aw natakhidahu waladan or we might be able to take him and adopt him as our as our as our own son could do okay that's what uh she said uh, that's what he said to his wife now please pay attention here abdullah ibn mas'udin said something very powerful the sahabi abdullah ibn mas'udin he said something very powerful he said afras nas three people had the most insight there are three people who had the most insight okay the first one is azizu misra azizu misra the uh, the minister of finance of egypt hina qala li mar'ati when he said to his wife akrimi mathwahu when he said to her make he stay comfortable yani he was he was it was an insight because it's true nabilah yusuf alayhi salam is a person to honor and he's a great person asain yanfa'ana he was right aw natakhidahu waladan he was also right okay the second person who had the most insight and was accurate in choosing was والمراه التي قالت لابيها عن موسى the woman who said to her father about nabi الله موسى the woman from median from the righteous man of median some people say it was shuaib but that man wasn't shuaib ولما توجهت القاء مدين that story is not shuaib by the way it's just a righteous man from median who nabi الله موسى married from he married this particular girl later that woman said to her father يا ابت استاجره our father employ him Yusuf Musa alayhisan employ him give him a job istajirhu inna khayra man istajarta alqawiy alamin the best person to give a job to is the one who possesses two qualities strength and trustworthiness the third was Abu Bakr as-Siddiq the most the person had the most insight hina istakhlafa Umar ibn al-Khattab hina istakhlafa Umar ibn al-Khattab the time that he 
uh, gave governorship. He gave the uh, leadership of the, of the Muslims and placed it in the hands of Umar ibn Khattab, Abi Bakr. At that time, he was also a person who had the most insight. So this is what Abdullah ibn Mas'udin said, Three people, three individuals had the most insight. The Aziz of Egypt, when he said to his wife, Akrimi Mathwa, and the uh, woman who said to her father about Nabi Lahi Musa, Ya Abati Stajiru, father, employ him, hire him. And the third one was uh, Abu Bakr al Siddiq, when he appointed Umar ibn al Khattab to be the leader of the Muslims after his death. Radiallahu ta'ala anhuma. Can you all hear me? Okay. So this is what the Aziz said. He said to his wife, Akrimi Mathwahu, Yani, make his stay comfortable. Asa, it is possible. It could happen. Ayyanfa'ana, he might benefit us. Or we might be able to take him as our own son. Allah then says, Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, um, وَكَذَلِكَ أَنْلَيْكَ دَاتْ وَكَذَلِكَ هِيَ اسْكَافُ التَّشْبِيهِ And the meaning is going towards what? كَمَا أَنْقَذْنَا يُوسُفَ مِنْ إِخْوَتِهِ The way that we saved Yusuf. وَكَذَلِكَ هِيَ means the way that we saved. وَكَمَا أَنْقَذْنَا يُوسُفَ مِنْ إِخْوَتِهِ Ibn Kathir says this. The way that we saved Yusuf for his brothers. هَا مَكَّنَّا لِيُوسُفَ فِي الْأَرْضِ That same way. That we save Yusuf from his brother is the same way that we what? We made he stay comfortable with Aziz. Okay. Um, and we also grounded him on this earth. Nabiullahi uh, Yusuf. We grounded him. We gave him governorship of this earth by making him the Minister of Finance. Later, Nabila Yusuf is going to take the title and the job of this man right now who's taking care of him. Okay? And that's what Allah did for him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَكَذَلِكَ أَنْلَيْكَ that, Like what? كَمَا أَنْقَذْنَا Yusufa, The way that we saved Nabila Yusuf, min ikhwati from his brothers. Like that, we made for him مَثْوًا kariman. We made for him a comfort stay in the house of the uh, minister of finance. Like that as well. We gave him governorship on this earth. We made him superior on this earth. Nabi Allah Yusuf alayhi salam. By what? By giving him the uh, authority and by giving him prophecy. Okay. Also, Allah then says, subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَكَذَلِكَ like that, مَكَّنَّا لِيُوسُفَ فِي الْأَرْضِ يَتَبَوَّأُ مِنْهَا حَيْثُ يَشَاءُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, وَكَذَلِكَ like that, مَكَّنَّا لِيُوسُفَ فِي الْأَرْضِ In another place, in the same surah, he says, يَتَبَوَّأُ مِنْهَا حَيْثُ يَشَاءُ نُصِيبُ بِرَحْمَتِنَا مَنْ نَشَاءُ وَلَا نُضِيعُ عَجْرَ الْمُحْسِنِينَ but here he says, This is connected to what, brothers and sisters? What is it connected to? It's a, it's a sentence which is connected to makanna. And that lam in is called lam So we can teach him Allah is saying that we might teach him the interpretation of dreams and events. Nabi Yusuf alayhi salam. Wallahu Allah ghalibun ala amrihi. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has full power and control over his affairs. Wallahu Allah 
ghalibun ala amrihi allah has full power and control over his affairs ala amrihi that pronoun ala amrihi it refers back to who it goes back to he allah azza wa jalla that which allah ta'ala destined that which allah ta'ala will wallahu ghalibu so it means allah has full power and control over his own affairs subhanahu wa ta'ala yani if allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he intends a thing he wills a matter he's he it will happen it will happen mahala. it will take place no one can stop it no one can reject it no one can yani suspend it no one can walakinna but akthar an-nas la ya'lamuna the majority of the people the majority of the people most of the people they don't know that they don't know that walakinna akthar an-nas la ya'lamun what does that mean walakinna akthar an-nas la ya'lamun ay la yadruna hikmatahu fi khalqihi wa lutfahu lima yuridu the majority of the people they don't know ibn kathirin he said it means they don't have knowledge of allah ta'ala's wisdom with regards to his creation and his compassion and doing what he wills they don't know that majority of the people don't know that and when he attained or reached walamma balagha ay hina balagha yusuf when nabiullah yusuf reached alayhi salam ashuddahu ashuddahu means his full manhood it means he reached muntaha quwwatihi he reached the complete version of his strength in terms of his intellect he's reached the fullest the physical side he's reached his fullest and his youth he's reached its fullest and he became ahlan li tahammul an-nubuwwati wal risala he was now ready to take the prophecy he was ready to take what to take the nubuwwah so the scholars differed amongst themselves when was this time what was the age ibn abbas and mujahid and qatada they said it was 33 and Ibn Abbas was also mentioned from him that he said it's 30 odd numbers. The Haq went as far as to say, no, it's 20. Hassan al-Basri said, no, it's 40. Ikrima said, no, it's 25. Suddiyu said 30. Sa'id ibn Jubayr said 28. And Imam Malik, al-Rabi'a and Zayd ibn Aslam and Sha'biyu they said al-ashud actually just means al-hulum he reached his puberty and others they said something else so there are many views in the issue there are many many views in the issue allah says atainahu atainahu here means we gave him atainahu we gave him hukman wa ilman hukman means what Nubu, it means hukman means authority over the earth. Allah, by making him and placing him as the ministry of finance. Allah made him a nabi, 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 a prophecy. Nabi La Yusuf was given both of that. And like that, like that, in that way, Allah is saying, we reward the righteous people. This is not specific to Yusuf. like that, We reward the creation, the people who do good, the doers of good. This is the way Allah rewards them like that, subhanahu wa ta'ala. He takes care of them, subhanahu wa ta'ala. The muhsineen are the people who worship Allah with sincerity, and they follow the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. They combine between Al-Ikhlas and Mutaba'ati Rasul. They come with sincerity and they do things in accordance to the Sunnah of the Prophet 
sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. These individuals, Allah rewards them with good, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So don't you think to yourself, all of this is specific to Yusuf. The way Allah says, It's the same that's done for the people who show, who do good. Allah rewards them with good, subhanahu wa ta'ala. The person is what? Muhsinan fi amalihi. Aminan bi ta'ati rabbihi tabarak wa ta'ala. He acts in accordance to the obedience of his Lord. And he's righteous. That's what Allah does for him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Al-fawaid. Benefits, inshallah ta'ala. Write the benefits that we've taken so far. And then we're going to carry on the next part, inshallah ta'ala. The benefits that we take. I'm going to mention the benefits slightly fast. You can always go back to the recording, inshallah ta'ala. Because this we should have done yesterday. The first benefit is the brothers of Yusuf, they came to their father very late. Yani they came after the sunset. And this was as they normally used to do. Okay? That from the story it shows. Okay? And when they came to their father, um, they started to cry and show sorrow. The second thing that we learned so far is how they deceived, or how they tried to deceive their father by coming to him crying, showing that they are sad and heartbroken for Yusuf and that they really love him. How they role played. Number three, the crying of a person doesn't show that they're telling the truth. Because it can be tasannu'an. It can be made up. Just because someone is crying, it doesn't mean he's telling the truth. It could be lying, it could be making it up. Al-Sha'bi, you mentioned a story And Ibn Asakir mentioned in his kitab, Tariqu Dimashqa. Al-Imam uh, Ibn Al-Qayyim mentions in his kitab, Al-Turuq Al-Hukmiyah Fi-Siyasati Shara'iyah. When he talks about Islamic politics, something you all have to remember, brothers and sisters. In the course of your life, remember this. Shabi, the great Tabi'i, he said, Shahidtu Shurayhan. Shurayh was a Qadi. They said that he was one of the best Qadis in Islam. One of the best Qadis. So Sha'bi was sitting there and he was watching Shuraih, judge. And Shuraih is very, very well known for his, for his fairness and his justice. A woman came complaining about a man, a husband mainly. As she was talking, the woman started to cry. Tears started to come out of her eyes and she started to cry. A Sha'bi, he said, I said to um, Shurayhan, Ya Aba Umayya, by looking at this woman, I think she's been oppressed. I think this man has oppressed her. Faqale, he said to me, Shuraih said, Ya Sha'bi, Sha'bi, inna ikhwata Yusuf, ja'u abahum isha'in yabku. Do you not remember, don't you know, that the brothers of Yusuf came to their father crying at night? You know they were. They came to their father at night crying. The story you can find it in the 23rd volume of the Kitab Tariq Dimashqa, page 446. Or the Kitab Al-Turuq Al-Hukmiya Fi Siyasati Shara'iya, the 24th page. Okay? So not everybody who cries is trusted. And it doesn't mean if he, the person cries, he can't be telling the truth. It could be. Okay? But it doesn't mean that everybody who cries is actually telling the truth. And a lot of the times we fall for that. We fall for that. We look at the person who's crying, we get emotional with them, we feel it. But there is something called crocodile tears, right? There is. The fourth, inshallah ta'ala, is, the fourth benefit is the permissibility of competition. Competition. The permissibility of competition. Because the ayah says, nastabiqu. Nastabiqu. Okay? And there is a hadith that the Prophet sallallahu he had a competition with our mother Aisha, which was a race. 
Okay? And the hadith can be found in Sunan Abi Dawood, in Kitab al-Jihad, Ibn Majah in Nikah, when he speaks about Husn al-Mu'asharat al-Nisa, he mentions that our mother Aisha, she said, Sabaqtu Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam marratayn. I had a race with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa twice. The first time I beat him. When I became a bit chubby, uh, I gained a bit of weight. The Prophet said to me, hey, let's race now. He said to me, Aisha, can we race now? She said, okay. And then he beat her. And when he beat her, he said, Hadi bitilk. Now we're squared. That's it. Khalas. Best, fair and done. Uh, fairly done now. You won and I won. Khalas. And it shows you the hik hik hikmah of the Prophet. He didn't say, let's have a third race. Because it would be unfair. Someone would win. Either she would win or he would win. So he just wanted to balance it out. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Um, so racing is permissible and it's allowed, inshallah ta'ala. Number five is kathibu abna Ya'qub, the lying of the children of Ya'qub. When they lie to their father clearly by saying, Ya abana inna dhabna nastabiqu wa tarakna yusuf inda mata'ina fa'akalahu dip. They lied. Number six, the sixth benefit that we took was they knew that their father won't trust them. And that their lying will not make any impact on their father. And that's why they said, The next benefit that we take from it, which is the seventh benefit, is that Iman in the Arabic language, it means at tasdiq the word al-iman in the Arabic language, it means at-tasdiq based on this ayah. وَمَا أَنْتَ بِمُؤْمِنٍ مُؤْمِنٍ here means a لَنَا وَلَوْ كُنَّا صَادِقِينَ And I mentioned some of the scholars, they said that's not right. It's not tasdiq, it's actually al-iqrar. And I won't go into that right now. But if you do want to read about it, go to the Kitab al-Iman by Shaykh al-Islam Taymi rahimahullah ta'ala. Also, the benefit that we take from it is all of the, the role-playing, the lie and the deception that they were throwing out there, none of it was accepted and uh, taken into consideration by Nabi Yaqub. He didn't. He said to them, بَلْ سَوَّلَتْ لَكُمْ أَنفُسُكُمْ amra." No, rather, your nafs has beautified this evil act. So he told them straight up that what they are saying is false, null and void. It's made up. It's not the truth. Also, what we take from it is how severe it was what Yusuf's brothers did and how great it was the jealousy and the oppression that they came with. And Allah referred to it as a great thing by saying, Amra. And I mentioned the word Amra. Here it means, it means Amran, Azeeman, Kabiran, Wamunkaran, Fadi'an. That's what it means. Also, the next benefit that we take from it, it is obligatory to stay away from obeying an nafsul amarati bisu'. That soul that calls us to evil, to not listen to it and not to fall for it. Okay. We also benefit brothers and sisters when calamity befall us. That we adorn ourselves with patience, beautiful patience. We seek help from Allah in that calamity and that suffering. Fasabrun jamilun. We also took how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala removed the distress from Nabiullah Yusuf by bringing him out of the well, Allah, on the hands of what? Travelers. And they 
took him and sold him to a great family. As Allah mentioned, وَجَاءَتْ سَيَّارَةٌ فَأَرْسَلُوا وَارِدَهُمْ فَأَدْلَى دَلْوَةٌ قَالَ يَا بُشْرَ هَذَا أُولَامٌ So Nabiullah Yusuf was taken by them and they sold him to the, one of the best people that, could that, 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 that you could possibly live under their roof. The Minister of Finance, a man of statement, a man who is a, 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 a government figure, who has an expensive lifestyle. You're growing up in his household. So Allah Ta'ala, he was always planning for Nabiullah Yusuf something. Also, what we take from it is how your close ones can sometimes see you insignificant, even though you are in the eyes of Allah great. Your loved ones, the people most closest to you, might put you down and not value you and regard you insignificant. But in the eyes of Allah, you're someone great. And that's what happened to Nabila Yusuf. He was and is a prophet of Allah, someone significant and important to Allah جل, and to every believer. But to his brother, And so some people, what happens here is that they start to doubt themselves. Why am I being treated in this way? Why are my family members not seeing my value? Why am I, why am I being put down for? Why, 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 why? We ask these questions. Just remember Nabiullah Yusuf, who's not just a prophet. His father is a prophet. His granddad is a prophet. And his great-granddad is a prophet. He is from a lineage of prophets. And his own brothers did not value him. And it wasn't just one brother. And it's not just two. But ten of his senior elder brothers, all of them orchestrated the demise of Nabila Yusuf as they wished to get rid of him and throw him into a well and get rid of him. But Allah, but Allah had something else in plan. I mean, Allah had something else that they didn't know of. And that's a big lesson that we learn, brothers and sisters. There are people who are being put down and belittled. Okay? But that doesn't mean it's in the eyes of Allah. It doesn't mean that. In the eyes of Allah, it's a different scaling. In the people's eyes, like in, they scale differently. And that's a big lesson if you haven't taken anything else from this surah other than this. Also, brothers and sisters, what we took from it is how Allah Ta'ala moved Nabiullah Yusuf from one land to another land in safe hands. These people are not his relatives. They're not his family members. And they're the ones who are transporting him from one location to another location, keeping him safe, protecting him. And from there, the future is just bright for him, alayhi salam. And all of that can only happen under whose supervision? Whose care? Whose permission? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why Allah says, وَكَذَلِكَ مَكَّنَّا لِيُوسُفَ فِي الْأَرْضِ It's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So strengthen your bond with Allah, not the creation. Also, the value and the importance of knowledge we learn here. How when Allah wa ta'ala was mentioning his favors on Nabiullah Yusuf, Allah mentioned that he favored him with knowledge, knowledge and understanding. وَلِنُعَلِّمَهُ مِنْ تَأْوِيلِ الْأَحَادِيثِ that Nabiullah Yusuf is taught what? He's taught the interpretation of events, interpretations of dreams. And that is, by the way, the thing that allowed him to become the Ministry of Justice, sorry, the Ministry of Finance, that gave him that position. Why? Because Nabiullah Yusuf, because he had knowledge. And that's where I say, brothers and sisters, it is important, youngsters, to see the value of education and studying. If you want to get to the top, 
knowledge is key. And nowadays, yes, it's true. A lot of formalities have been put in place. Qualifications and degrees have been put in place. And I encourage, I encourage youngsters and youths to study and get these qualifications, attain them. Remember, it's, it's a paper. What really matters is the knowledge, but also get it. Because a lot of places you want to go to, you would need that paper in order to open doors for you. You would need it. And if someone says to you otherwise, he's probably selling you something. Don't adhere and listen to him. Okay? Also, the benefits that we take from it is whatever Allah wills, whatever Allah Taala plans, will happen there is no one who's able to suspend Allah's will and that which Allah has destined subhanahu wa ta'ala also brothers and sisters what we learn is that majority and a lot of the people don't actually have knowledge a lot of the people a lot of the people have no knowledge they don't know they don't have ilm. And wallahi, brothers and sisters, one of the reasons why many live in a state of sadness, depression, anxiety, is because of ignorance. Ignorance brings about doubts, and doubts brings about distress. Being in a state of confusion comes about from ignorance. Knowledge brings certainty. It gives birth to what? Certainty. Ignorance gives birth to doubts. Doubt gives birth to depression and anxiety. So that's why a lot of the people are They are follow blind followers. They are sheeps. They follow anything they see. Something on social media, everybody wants to do it. They hear about, they don't verify any. They just take it on board. The overwhelming majority of people don't know. They don't have understanding. Allah is telling us, subhanahu wa ta'ala, No one is going to inform you and bring knowledge to you the way Allah is. Also, the benefits that we take from it is don't ever be deceived by number. Because as we just talked right now, the overwhelming majority of people are upon ignorance. So sometimes people, they share things on social media and then the people, when they comment and they respond, they all comment. Don't base whether this was right or wrong on the number of people who commented negative or otherwise, what is right and what is wrong is determined by Allah and His Messenger. And again, this is one of the reasons why depression and anxieties and sadness comes about. Some people, they put themselves out there. They put themselves in social media. They show their beauty. And there is always people who have something to say. And this is when the person becomes depressed. The majority of the people are ignorant. The majority of the people are upon, upon misguidance. And it's Allah who said this, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who said that. The benefits that we also take, brothers and sisters, is the greatest blessing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestowed upon Nabila Yusuf was that Allah wa ta'ala gave him two things. Allah Taala gave him authority and also gave him prophecy. Allah Taala made him a leader on this earth, and Allah Taala made him a prophet. When we gave him, what did we give him? Hukman. He was given hukm. Wailman, a knowledge. That's how important knowledge is, brothers and sisters. Look how Allah is saying, "This is what I did for Yusuf." Also, the benefit that we take from it is prophecy 
is given to some of the prophets when they reached a certain age. And some prophets were given to when they were very young. Yusuf is disputed as well. Scholars have disputed when, whether Yusuf was made a prophet here, when Allah said, وَلَمَّا بَلَغَ شُدَّوْا آتِيْنَاهُ حُكْمًا وَعِلْمًا Or was it, وَكَذَلِكَ يَجْتَبِيكَ رَبُّكَ وَيُعَلِّمُكَ مِنْ تَأْوِيلِ الْأَحَادِيثِ When Allah Taala He says, وَكَذَلِكَ أُوحَيْنَا No, what was the ayah? وَأُوحَيْنَا What was the ayah when Allah Taala said, فَلَمَّا ذَابُوا بِهِ وَأَجْمَعُوا بِهِ أَنْ يَجْعَلُوا فِي غَيَابِ التُّجُبِ some of the scholars, they said, means that Nabi Yusuf, this is when he was made a prophet. Okay? Jazakillahu khairan. Nabi Yusuf was made a prophet um, uh, uh, when he was young. Some scholars, they took it from there. That's some scholars' view. Okay, now we're going to carry on, inshallah ta'ala, with the lesson for today, bi'ithnillah al-kareem. Qala Allah ta'ala, Allah says, وَرَاوَدَتُ الَّتِي هُوَ فِي بَيْتِيَا عَنْ نَفْسِهِ وَغَلَّقَتِ الْأَبْوَابَ وَقَالَتْ هَيْتَلَكْ قَالَ مَعَادَ اللَّهِ إِنَّهُ رَبِّي أَحْسَنَ مَثْوَاي إِنَّهُ لَا يُفْلِحُ الظَّالِمُونَ وَلَقَدْ هَمَّتْ بِهِ وَهَمَّ بِهَا لَوْ لَا أَرْعَى بُرْهَانَ رَبِّهِ كَذَلِكَ لِنَصْرِفْ عَنُ السُّوءَ وَالْفَحْشَاءِ إِنَّهُ مِنْ عِبَادِنَا الْمُخْلَصِينَ وَاسْتَبَقَ الْبَابَ وَقَدَّتْ قَمِيصَهُ مِنْ دُبُرٍ وَأَلْفَ يَا سَيِّدَهَا لَدَى الْبَابَ قالت ما جزاء من أراد بأهلك سوءا إلا أن يسجنوا عذاب أليم قال إيا راودتني عن نفسي وشهد شاهد من أهلي إن كان قميصه قد من قبل فصدقت وهو من الكاذبين وإن كان قميصه قد من دبر فكذبت وهو من الصادقين فلما رأى قميصه قد من دبر قال إنه من كيدكن إن كيدكن عظيم يوسف أعرض عن هذا واستغفري لذنبك إنك كنت من الخاطئين الله سبحانه وتعالى he says now we're gonna go to Nabi Allah Yusuf, brothers, is now, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he's now living with the Aziz. He lives in his house. And he's, he's, a, he's a member of the family now. So Allah is telling us, subhanahu wa ta'ala, whilst he lived in the house, what happened was, what took place was that the wife of the king, uh, the Aziz of Egypt, in whose house Yusuf lived and resided, whose husband recommended that she takes care of him and be generous to him, tried to seduce Nabiullah Yusuf. She called him to do an evil act with her. And the reason she did this was she loved him very much. Yusuf was very handsome, salam, filled with manhood and beauty. She beautified herself for him. She closed all the doors and called him. And she said to him, That's what she said to him. The word, the word, it means, um, she tried. What she did was, she tried. For him, to do something with her. Some other scholars, they said, no, it means da'athu. She called him and she requested from him to do, to do haram with her. This is after she saw from Nabila Yusuf the beauty and how he was filled with manhood and handsome and beautiful he was. She called him. And Nabila Yusuf, as you know, 
Shatrul Hasan, half of beauty was given to him. Half of beauty was given to him. The ayah mentions, it says, Let's ponder on the verse. Why is the ayah saying that? Why is the ayah saying, yani, Yusuf, who was staying in her house, why was it saying that? Why did not say the woman who bought him? Ama, the wife of the, the Aziz. Why not? Why? Uh, why was that specifically mentioned? The ayah is trying to draw for us that Nabiullah Yusuf was put in a predic predicament that was extremely hard for any ordinary person to get out of. He lived in her house. Number two, she owns him, so he has to obey her. Allah is trying to emerge those two meanings in this place. He lives with her, which gives about the, the, the idea that he could get away with it. It wasn't that he had to go out of his way to do this with her. She was in his house and they were together alone. They were together. He lived in her house. He could get away with it. Okay. Also, he has to listen to her. That pretext is there. He could say, look, she, she's, my, she's my leader. Also, when it comes from the woman, it's more harder for the man than when it comes from the man to the woman. The woman can generally say, no, I'm sorry. I, I don't want to entertain that. All of these factors are standing there now. Okay, this is why Yusuf's actions here are profound, profound. The way he responds to all of this and the way he holds himself together and the statements that he says. And then Allah draws this image and the picture of what took place. Yani greatly, subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, yani she closed the doors. Means she locked the doors that no one could actually enter, which brings about the concept of privacy. No one can actually see you. Okay. She said, Hey, Talak. She said to him, What? Hey, Talak. What does Hey, Talak mean? It means, She's saying to him, come here. She's commanding him. She's not requesting him. She's not saying, please, can you? She's not negotiating with Nabila Yusuf. She's giving him a command because she's the wife of who? Al-Aziz. So he has to listen to her. So she says to him, hey, Talak. There's few recitations in here. Nafi Abu Ja'far ibn Amir fi riwaya and Zakwan they recited it by placing a kasra on the hat and a fatha on the ta by saying he talak. Ibn Kathir, he read it as placing a fatha on the hat and a dhamma on the ta, which is hey tu. The other remaining, they recited it as what? Hey talak. The remaining recited it as what? And the meaning means, come to me, come close to me. Hisham ibn Ammar, he mentions a riwayah, and ibn Amirin, which the scholars actually disregarded this one, which is, it means, some scholars rejected it and others didn't which is I came and beautified myself for. I what? I got myself ready for you. This woman, she prepared herself. She dressed herself up. She got herself ready. And she's now standing there. Doors are locked. 
he's in her house and she says to him do it and then the response he gives is the following he gives three responses three reasons Nabiullah Yusuf gives why he's not going to do it with her three reasons why he's not going to do this action with her the first one you underline he said Allah innahu rabbi he said Allah I seek refuge in Allah. Hey, he is my Rabb. He is my what? My Rabb. Then, Rabbi, here he means Sahibul Bayt. Also means Sayyidi. He's my master. He's referring to her husband. That's the first reason. How can I, basically what he's saying, how can I deceive my master in his, in his family? He's my master. How can I, he's my leader. The second reason why Yusuf refused to do this fi'lul fahisha with her was ahsana innahu ahsana inna inna rabbi ahsana mathwaya ahsana mathwaya which is the second reason he has dealt with me he has treated me with good he had made my living in a great comfort in other words what he's trying to say is kayfa uqabilu al-ihsana bil how can i respond the good that he's done to me with evil he's the first that he brought you to he brought you and he brought me sorry to you the first day he brought me to you what did he say to you he said to you to take care of me give me comfort to feed me to clothe me how can i respond how can i retaliate to a man like how can i do something like that to him and deceive him in his family. The third reason why, the people who do zulm will never be successful. The wrongdoers will never be successful. Zina is a zulm. And anyone who does it, the people who commit zina never find success. Don't ever think to yourself they're gonna have they're gonna find happiness. Today, zina is rampant. Is it not? It is. People talk about it like it's no problem. It's hard to find a person who can say to you, I I've never done zina in my life. It's hard to find it. Why? Because it's become the norms to commit zina. It's normal to go and commit zina and fulfill your desires. With Hatta is not with shame. Every, fine. And what's the problem? Sometimes family members are encouraging this. Go out with him. Get to know him. You see, look at what Yusuf is going through and what he's been put through. She locked the door. She calls him and he responds by these three powerful ilal, these three powerful points. He says, how can I, how can I respond to that? As for this recitation, I mentioned to you, go to the tafsir of Jarir al-Tabari and tafsir al-Qurtubi. Okay. Some of the, some of the a'imma, uh, they rejected this. Uh, so go to Tafsir al-Tabari and Tafsir al-Qurtubi you'll see some kalam there inshallah ta'ala then Allah ta'ala he says وَلَقَدْ هَمَّتْ بِهِ وَهَمَّ بِهَا لَوْلَا أَرَّا بُرْهَانَ رَبِّهِ كَذَلِكَ لِنَصْرِفَ عَنْهُ السُّوءَ وَالْفَحْشَاءَ إِنَّهُ مِنْ عِبَادِنَا الْمُخْلَصِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, وَلَقَدْ هَمَّتْ بِهِ وَهَمَّ بِهَا What happened was, she had ham, she wanted Nabiullah Yusuf. What happened? She desired him. Okay? 
and that's a, like apparent. Some of the scholars they said, "Walaqad hamat bihi." It means, "Wallahi laqad hamat bihi." Wahamma biha is where the ishkal came from. Her having the desire to seduce Nabila Yusuf is clear. We already know that she called him and everything is crystal clear. Lakin, what about this part of the verse where he says, Muhammad biha, what about him? Nabi Allah Yusuf. Scholars have two views regarding this. Two few views. And I'm going to conclude here, inshallah. The scholars, they have two views. A group of scholars, they said, no. Nabi Allah Yusuf, he never had ham for her. And at all. Ah, he didn't. And one of the scholars who pushed that and fought that and really argued that, and I would encourage you all to go and read his tafsir, is Muhammad al-Amin al-Shanqiyatiyu in Adwa al-Bayan. He strongly argued. It's worth going there and reading it, inshallah ta'ala. Due to time, I won't be able to go through it. But he brings hujaj and barahin. Okay? And his argument is, the argument that he has, is that he says, that lawla in there is called harfun tina'in liwujudin. He has many arguments, but I'm just going to mention one. He says the reason why Nabiullahi Yusuf did not want her, there are many reasons. There are many. Okay, there are many reasons. I'm just going to mention a few of those evidences to show that he didn't. The first one he says is that the ayah itself shows it. The word lola was used. Lola is called harfun tina'in liwujudin. What does that mean? It means if Yusuf did not see the burhan of Allah, it would have happened, he may have had ham for her. That's what the lawla arra'a burhana rabbi shows. That if Yusuf did not see the burhan of Allah, he might have had desire for her. That, that could have happened. But because he saw the burhan of rabbi, his rabbi, the hujjah and the light and the proof of Allah, since he saw that, he didn't have no ham for her. That's Al-Amin al-Shanqiyatiyu's argument. He also brought external arguments, which is what? In the surah itself, he says, Nabila Yusuf says, nafsi. She was the one who wanted me. Also, Yusuf said, Prison is more beloved to me than what she's calling me to. Yusuf didn't. Also, the woman, the wife of the Aziz, admitted that she was the one who wanted Yusuf, not Yusuf wanting her, which is, I was the one who wanted him, and he showed chast. Muhammad al-Min brought all these evidences, and he argued. Lakin, Muhammad al-Min student, Sheikh Abdul Aziz ibn Baz, and other great scholars, and other, other great scholars, they said, no, 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 Yusuf did. Yusuf did. And even Imam Ahmed ibn Hanbal said Yusuf did. And their argument is that the ham is two types. First of all, they said that the ayah, we take it upon its zahir. And they said the zahir, there's no need for us to run away from that. What we can say is that the ham is two types. Even Ibn al-Qayyim chose this opinion. That the ham is two types. And Ahmed ibn Hanbal and Sheikh ibn Baz and other great scholars that the ham is two types. Al-hamu hammani. The ham that the woman came with, which is walakad hammat bihi, her ham is called hamu israr. Her ham was, she wanted to execute what she felt. And she wanted to act upon it. Lacking the second type of ham is called hamu khatarat. The thought came to Yusuf's head, but he didn't want to act upon it. And they said that that one, is not a sin, rather it's a reward if you don't act upon it. And it's based on the hadith in Sahihain, the hadith in Bukhari and Muslim, min hadith Abi Huraira, that the Prophet said, Allah said, if my slave has hem, he wants to do good, write a reward for him. فَإِنْ عَمِلَهَا If he does it like him, then write for him, the actually amtaliha ten times. Just the mere fact that he thought of the good, he's going to get a reward for it. If he acts upon the good, he gets ten for it. 
But what about if he thinks about evil? And he doesn't act upon it. It's said to the angels, write a reward for him. If he acts upon the sin, only one sin for him. Then Yusuf here, the, the sin came to his mind, which was خطرات, it came to him there saying, but he didn't act upon it and chose not to act upon it. So he's going to fall under those who got what? A reward is written for him. A reward is written for him. That, seemed, that which seems apparent. And strongest to me is the view that says Yusuf not did he he did not even think about it. That Yusuf Alisam did not even think about doing anything with her. It didn't even come to him. Uh, that thought uh, seems apparent because of that 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 harf lola lola in there. And I'm going to start uh, from there tomorrow. Inshallah, Taala. Uh, anything which I have said that was wrong or incorrect is from me and Shaytan and Allah and His Messenger are both free from it. سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أستغفرك وأتوب إليه